welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. We're coming off the heels of Halloween Havoc for WCW. We're on the road to Survivor Series for WWF. And this is, you can say, Vince Russo's first show as the head writer for Nitro. I would say so, because he's firmly in control now. He got through the pay-per-view where all the storylines were being built, too. So now it's... It's his vision now. It's his, his vision, vision now. And boy, or golly, what a vision he, vision he has. I am your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the humorous and database. Corey Mack. You can't say it's boring. No says living legend, Mike. <coughs> or can you? So... October 25th, 1999, we're in Phoenix, Arizona for WCW Nitro. Miracle West Arena, I believe. I love the name of that arena. Let's, let's get into it. Um, like the Talking Stick Resort? You don't like that? No. I was there for uh, NXT Raw yeah. Smackdown 205 Live when I was there for the Rumble a couple years ago. Main event. Main event. Paintless. Face paintless sting as he's looking for J.J. Dillon as he's tossing trash because he's pissed off from last night. He ain't happy. He ain't happy. He's damn so, sick and tired of it. So let's get to uh, Sting going down to the ring saying last night at Halloween Havoc, he went down for a fight. He didn't go for a title match. He didn't say the, mat- the t- championship was on the line. He went down for a fight. He wants his title back. So he calls out J.J. Dillon. J.J. comes out, and Sting says, Hey, I was bailing, bailing you out out of a bad situation. He is not wrong about that at all, nope, by the way. Nothing, nothing wrong here. Shooting here. He's just like, I, you know, <laughs> I was supposed to face Hulk Hogan last night, and uh, you know that didn't happen. Um, he went out there for a fight, and he asked for a fight. Never said he was going to put the title on the line. So he, he's speaking hot fire right now. J.J. Dillon's like, you know what, Sting? You're right. Last night's uh, match wasn't a sanctioned match. And uh, you should be champion. However, the powers that be have stripped Sting of the title because he attacked the ref, mm-hmm. Charles Robinson. What do you guys think of that little swerve? Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Sting uh, bailed him out, didn't do anything wrong, gets screwed. I mean, he tacked the ref, but it's no reason to strip so, him of a belt. But it's like, to me, it said, like, if they essentially framed it as the champion would do that, well, he wasn't champion then. So, yeah. Because like, Goldberg, you gave the title to Goldberg. So, yeah. I don't. So, anyway, you look at it. It was stupid. I like it. I don't it was like dumb. It. I, I mean, I can't even say that they did the best they could because they could do better. It's just, mm-hmm. This is just a terrible. I did enjoy him beating up JJ. I mean, I'm always down for that. So they stripped him of the title. But guys, guess what? Corey has talked about it multiple times on the pay-per-view war stories of Survivor Series 1998, of how one night and one night only, one Vince Russo had the night of his career by making this tournament. Yep. If that is the greatest booking night of his career. Easily. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's trying to make up. He's going to try and double down, make Corey proud. So I'm we're, not my breath. we're now going to have a 32, oh, man. that's right, 32-man <laughs> tournament. 30, 32, you say? Yes, 3-2. Three, 
uh, the uh, you know after twenty is thirty. More than people in the Rumble, thirty-two man tournament to determine the new WCW title. There are ten people in this company who deserve that title. How the fuck did we get to thirty-two? And, oh, you'll see. And don't worry, guys. Well, I got the bracket. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> oh, I see. JJ Dillon threw Sting a bone and put him in the tournament. Well, the, the powers that be did. He's like, I think you got to yeah. give him a chance. They threw you a bone. You're in the tournament. Sting says you can sh- uh, send them a message, so he p- starts punching JJ. Stinger splashes them, puts them in the Scorpion Deathlock, and then all of a sudden Goldberg runs down and then shoves them off, and then they begin to brawl until security shows up. Nice little brawl too. Yeah, no, this is so far so good to me. Not sure how a thirty-two man tournament feels, but you know what? You know, uh, it's still early. You don't like thirty-two man tournaments, but what do you think of photo stills? Because we're gonna get some from Halloween Havoc. Yeah, I love photo stills. <laughs> Goldberg Sting, Sting attacking the ref. That's where we get commentary. Brings up the. Uh, Tournament bracket. I get a warm feeling in my pants whenever I think of... Uh, Sh- should I read it here? Sense. You shall. Okay. This is what I'm calling bracket A. Sure. <laughs> I will keep track of this the way hey, I did with the tag tournament earlier we in the year. The, should we give the odds for each guy? Yeah. If you'd like when we go through it. Number the first uh, matchup. Bret Hart versus Goldberg. So, That's a bit of a weird first round match. Weird first uh, round, yeah. I think you'd want to build to that. Yeah, maybe maybe the guys I'd put in the you know, final. Yeah, final. Yeah. That. Yeah. How about this next one? Saturn versus Eddie Guerrero. Hmm, that's a new match. Didn't we just have that last night? Saw that one. And the week before? And okay, I'm going to get you guys back on this. Norman Smiley versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, if nothing else, it sounds like a first-round match. I mean, you're not wrong there. Both men are deserving. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they're not going to go far. Kidman versus Conan. Ooh. Animal on animal violence. Dissension Ooh. already in the filth and at. Fill the animals. Total Package versus Rick Steiner. Interesting. Again, that sounds like a second round match to me. And DDP versus Flair. I'm sorry, uh, DDP versus David Flair. That's what I meant to say. That's not great. Uh, Question mark versus Medusa. All right. See, she was pissed, so they're giving her a chance. Versus question mark versus vacant. She fights the vacant? Vacant's undefeated, folks. I don't know if that's not good for her. Uh oh. Uh, Last match of bracket A Nub versus. Sting, they throw him a bone with Nub. I'm gonna go with uh, Sting. I don't think Nub has yeah. a chance winning this time. Yeah, yeah. So that's your uh, that's your first eight matches, first sixteen competitors, first half of the uh, tournament. So out of the sixteen, who is? <coughs> Give me two people who are right. Sting Sorry, Gold- I feel three. Sting There's three: Sting, Goldberg, and Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bret Hart and Goldberg. Alrighty, first round. So yeah. there's that. So who's the one and who's the sixteen in that Goldberg Bret Hart match? Uh, so according to the way they did it, uh, it would be Goldberg, because technically he'd be the eight seed if you did it to like March Madness brackets. He I, he would be the eight seed. I don't think Russo understands tournaments. I don't <laughs> think that he does. <laughs> uh, guys, Actually, that's, uh, so he'd be he'd be the sixteen. So so te- so because I just did it the way they had it on the screen. So yeah. technically, Brian Knobs is the two seed. God damn it. Sting is the 15. Sounds about right. <laughs> oh, it's got better. I didn't think about it till just now. That's I should have put numbers. God damn it. Well, okay. We'll see what happens then. The number two seed, Brian Knobs, versus the 15 seed, Sting. Yeah, I'll go back and fix that later. I'll get Checks some numbers out. for this. Checks out. Backstage, the outsiders showing up, saying, what, we have to wrestle tonight? Bullcrap, as they have a cooler for their tailgate party. <laughs> Rhymes with deer. Yep. Well, we go to uh, Norma, uh, Norman Smiley with Tanae as Norman is calling himself a scientific 
tech, technical wrestler, and he's going to show Bam Bam the big wiggle. So I can ask you a question. I thought he had a, like a heavier British accent. No, it's what it hears here. I was it like threw me off. I was like, because I honestly I don't think I've ever heard him talk. So I was like, oh, that's that's super light. Uh, also, Smiley calls himself the toughest man in WCW. Well, hmm. Me thinks that's not true. He is the best big wiggle. I'll give him that. So let's go to our first match for the end of this WCW Heavyweight Championship Tournament as it's Bam Bam Bigelow versus Norman Smiley. Bam Bam's back, and guys, he's already put in the match for the week. All right. This Ready Rumble wrapped up. Uh, Bam Bam has a stage hand bring out weapons since Norman called himself a scientific technical wrestler. Bam Bam says, let's make this a hardcore match. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to do it like Bam Bam here, oh. master of the mic. Sorry. Since you're a scientific wrestler, I would like to scientifically challenge you to a hardcore match. Oh, boy. Uh, as that's happening, Smiley's hiding behind the ref. Bam Bam hits Smiley with a broom, trash can, trash can lit, as every time he gets hit, Smiley is crying for help. Screaming Norman. Screaming Norman. Smiley has the trash can over his head and runs into Bam Bam and falls on Bam Bam. Smiley then hits the big wiggle and then pins Bam Bam because Bam Bam loses because of Smiley landing on him with the trash can. Yep. Okay. What a way to start. We're uh, off and running, folks. We're off and running. (sighs) All right. Mike Tanay is with the Outsiders. Uh, they were saying that this is a ra- ratings ploy for them to have the Outsiders return tonight. Nash saying he's retired. Hall says that they, they, were, they will wait to the top of the hour to make a statement. That's right, the top of the hour. Uh, Hall says Mike Graham isn't his boss. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he oh, is. No, what, what, what? Hey, <laughs> I'll kick you in the shin. Oh, I'll pinch you so hard. Jesus what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Uh, I like uh, fucked around, no give no fucks outsiders. It's fun. I can't say it's great for your bottom line, but I enjoy watching them. <laughs> I will pitch Who's you Mike Graham? Somewhere. Mike Graham. Mm. Uh, Explain Mike Graham. Yeah. Mike Graham was the son <laughs> of wrestling legend Eddie Graham, mm-hmm. known as one of the smartest men in the business. We've taught Dusty, I believe, right? He's responsible for teaching Dusty, for teaching Bill Watts, uh, Jerry Jarrett, all three, all three known as some of the greatest minds in the business. And he's, uh, he's pretty much a guy taught all of them. Um, great wrestler in his own, owned the Florida territory, ran it really well. Mike Graham. Um, that's the video, Joe. Mike Graham sucks. Uh, he's, yeah, he didn't get anything from his dad that. It's kind of like the Von Erichs. They each got something. He was a good amateur wrestler himself, but mm-hmm. he was he was short, especially for the time. Uh, not terribly big, not terribly talented. Um, never got out of the shadow of his dad. And then when his dad killed himself in '85, um, he ended up working WWE as an agent. Here he is now. Um, I feel bad for him because not a lot of people like Mike Graham. Um, but I mean, he did lose his dad to suicide. Uh, later on in like 2000 something or other, he lost his son to suicide. Jesus. So eventually a couple years back, he shot himself in the head. I mean, you know, so he's gone now. Yeah. But you know, commentary, let's move on with a commentary. Bring up the filthy animals. 
showing the um, the lack of respect for one Ric Flair last week. Uh, how they mugged him. Uh, <laughs> they rolled him. Rolled him. And then they put him in an ambulance last night at Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc uh, wasn't a good night for the Flurs. Uh, Philly Animals come out to a new theme song. Uh, it's terrible. They say that you can put them together, you can put them against each other, but they won't break up the family because they are a family. At Halloween Havoc, Damn. they came, they saw the kick Flurs' ass. So they show us the kid cam, camera, uh, Kidman's <laughs> camera. They bury Ric Flair. <laughs> That's right. The gang. Did, didn't this happen before? Yeah. Yes, they did. On uh, February 15th of 1999, when the NWO buried Ric Flair in the desert. Corey warned us about this. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, uh, if yep. you go back to the uh, year recap of 1998, and we asked Corey, give us an insight of upcoming in 1999. And, you, and I do remember you saying this. Well, Ric Flair gets buried in the desert twice. <laughs> yep. And that there I, it is. I, and I've always re- I remember that because I went bullshit. <laughs> and what are we? 8 months apart and he got buried twice. Yep. Let's take him out to the same desert and bury his ass. <laughs> My god. They bury him. They leave him in the desert. Yep, say goodbye to Rick. Kidman, Kidman says that Harlem Heat are next. Uh, Malenko and Saturn run down and attack the filthy animals. Uh, Tori walks backwards up the ramp and walks past Shane Douglas, but Asia, that's right, Ric Flair's Asia, picks up Tori and they walk away. So I guess Asia is now part of the, playing the role of Chris Benoit, and is now part of the revolution. I mean, okay. Checks out. Same body type. How, how many people are the filthy animals feuding with? Yes. The entire company? Yeah. All right. You guys got anything to say about Ric Flair being buried? No. I, the That's symbolism speaks for itself. Russo wanted him off TV as well. It does speak for itself. Some will speak about it later. Yeah. So you have Hogan laying down. <laughs> you have Hogan laying down, and then you have Flair being buried. Symbolic. It'll, yeah, it all makes sense in a certain promo cut later on in the evening. Mm. Then we go to Tanae with Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning says that the powers that be want to get rid of the old guys and push the new talents. If they put, um, they said that uh, he goes if they put him in a bubble, that if if Henning loses, he will be gone. So in my in my notes, I, so did they or didn't they? Because the way Henning was trying to say it, it just did make it made. No sense. No, not to me it did. He, I was just confused. He's gone. No, 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 no. I get that, but he's like, well, if they put me in that bubble, I'm like, he he goes, well, if they put me in the bubble, but if now if I lose, I'm out, I'm fired. So I'm like, so are you? If you lose, you're out, or are you not? But he really is. So if now, guys, Kurt Henning, if he loses via pinfall, he is fired. Also, it's weird. That they did this with heel. There's normally a face gimmick that we do this with. Yep. So I don't know that anybody's going to care if Carhenny loses, but, you know, we'll try. guess we'll give it a shot. Russo doesn't understand wrestling. Oh, that's weird. We see the outsiders Bro. getting uh, drinking coffee, saying that they're going to have to get the sensors ready on notice. 
they would be back out on the top of the hour. Hold on, hold on. What is it? Is it a three-second or a seven-second? Scott Hall's like, I believe it's the big Papa Pump seven-second rule. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so let's go to our next match of the night as it's Kurt Henning versus Lash LaRue. Uh, okay. Disco Just. joins commentary and it looks like he's dressed up like the cat with his outfit. LaRue was going to slam Henning, but Henning hits the ref and gets himself DQ'd. So he lost, but he didn't get pinned. Henning attacks LaRue with the chair. Disco goes and checks on LaRue, but Henning hits Disco with the chair. Again, this makes no sense. Is Henning going to challenge for the cruiserweight title? I mean, what the fight? What are we doing here? But he had no shot of losing to LaRue. It wasn't even like believable. It, whatever. Well, yeah. as Corey said, that some people are high on LaRue, but, you know. Don't want him to lose clean. Who do you think was high on the Rue? Who was there before Russo and Ferrara? Who do you think it was? Could have been someone in, in who on the creative team with Nash, like a Kevin Sullivan or whoever else is on. I can't remember who else was on the, the team at the moment. Mike Graham you know, or somebody. Um, <coughs> somebody saw something in him to give him more time than the rest of the new guys. Uh, I think he's okay. I think there's something there. He's not there yet. Yeah, he's just not there yet. He needs a lot more time. Um, but I guess they're in the mindset of we don't have time to wait. It's get these guys on. Learn while you uh, burn, as the old saying says. I guess. Know? We go backstage with the filthy animals. as They're still looking for the revolution with Tori. And you can hear Tori screaming. And they go, let's run. Then we go to commercial, and we see Bret Hart limping into the arena. Hmm, this doesn't look good for Bret if he's limping. He's facing Goldberg tonight. Uh, we get a promo with Gene and the Nitro Girls. We're down in the eight finalists. Same old, same old. We see they're dancing. We see they're discussing. However, Jeff Jarrett comes out and kicks them all out of the ring. <laughs> Jarrett says this tournament is a plan, and it's a work. He says that he will be the next WCW champion. Jarrett is the chosen one, and no one can do the things that, uh, no one can do the thing about, uh, oh, no one can do it, even that, even that means if it's buff or the total package. Uh, Lex can just take the Lex Express and get his ass out of here. I like that part. Uh, Jarrett says he didn't take Elizabeth out, and the package owes him an apology. Lex can take it up with the powers that be. Uh, speaking of them, uh, photo stills from Halloween Havoc, Sid and Goldberg once again. Uh, we go to Nay and Sid. Um, Tanae saying that after what happened at Halloween Havoc, people should respect Sid for his fighting spirit. Sid, I don't give a damn. This war isn't over between me and Goldberg. He will get the he will get revenge on Goldberg when he's least expecting it. Let's go to our next match. I don't know if you guys heard of this match before. Saturn versus Eddie Guerrero. God damn it. <laughs> it's like approaching Rock Triple H for you. <laughs> yes, it's getting there. <laughs> In like a quarter of the time. Um, all the members come out of the Filthy Animals, and Saturn says, if any of you touch me, uh, you will never see Tori again. Uh, Eddie attacks Saturn's leg. Eddie grabs Saturn's leg and does like the uh, over-the-top, jumps down the apron, yanks it off the rope spot. I thought it was cool. Eddie drop kicks Saturn's leg. 
Saturn attacks Eddie's injured ribs. And all of a sudden, David Flair comes out and attacks Eddie with the crowbar. Saturn puts Eddie in the ring and puts Eddie in the ring of, uh, on the rings of Saturn for the win. Uh, filthy animals come out, but Saturn runs through the crowd. And I forgot to mention that this was part of the WCW tournament for the heavyweight championship. So your winner, Saturn, because of David Flair attacking Eddie with the crowbar. He's hit the spot this time. So there's that. I mean, he's you know, getting better, I guess. <laughs> I did it, Dad. Uh, win ba- one for the Ricker. <laughs> uh, outsider. Uh, we go backstage with the Outsiders saying it's almost time, top of the hour. Nash wants to shut the show down, so maybe strip naked to not have a match. He'll if, do anything not to work. If there's no show, there's no match. I double dare you. We go backstage with the Revolution, who's with Tori. Them saying that they want to hose her down. Uh, Malenko says, I have to go pee, so he leaves the hiding spot that they're at, but then Benoit comes out of nowhere and attacks Malenko. Not a very good hiding spot if... Open mesh cage. Right out of the bat, Benoit happens to find you there. Uh, Malenko, uh, Benoit locks the revolution in in their hideout and then uh, starts to attack Malenko as the revolution watches. This was a long segment. A long beatdown. Yes, it was. It was really long. Yep. It also took Benoit so much time to lock that lock. They had to, like, not kick the cage until he finished doing it. Right. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. That's a bowflex. Just figure it out. I was going to say, he's much better with a bowflex. <laughs> uh, we, we go back with the outsiders. Sort yourself out. We go with the back of the heart, uh, out the, to the ring with the Outsiders. Uh, Hall says that the new boss from up north can't have a wrestling show without the Outsiders. Nash says the guys in the back can do whatever they want, but they, uh, but they can't tell the Outsiders what to do. Uh, they have been making the rules since they've got here, and then all of a sudden Goldberg shows up in the crowd saying that both of you are next. Uh, okay. Hey. All right. I don't blame them for going back to the Goldberg Outsiders feud because there's still money there. They never really paid it off. I so, agree. So, cool. But then all of a sudden, hey, Mach, as here comes Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Gorgeous George. <laughs> Macho Man is known for being paranoid. Mm-hmm. A little intense. Mm-hmm. This may be the most paranoid and intense he ever was. Boy, does he not like the writing on the wall. Uh, no. Holy uh, fuck. This- would be the downside to just letting your veterans say whatever they want. <laughs> so what I don't understand is his contract's pretty much up, and they're not using them. So why are you having them here? Didn't make sense to me at all. So actually, I was thinking about that. Actually, I wonder if it's like if you don't hit a certain number of dates, you lose out like some incentive bonuses or something. So he's like, "I'll I'll be there." <laughs> yeah, like maybe he needed like. You know, a couple more appearances on his contract to hit like the full amount of salary or whatever. Well, all I know is that fuck. Uh, this was this was so inside baseball. Oh my god, dude! Is that way to put it? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's a perfect way to like, put it. So he he goes like, so if Vince thinks I'm going to hang myself or embarrass myself on TV. I'm not. Uh, well, one thing's for sure. I'm well hung. Uh, he says that uh, you can't punk him out. 
You know, you can punk out Flair and Hogan, but not me. I'm no punk bitch. Yeah. Like, All right. Macho says he's here to pass the torch. But then Macho says, well, you need him, but he doesn't need them. So he leaves. So, guys, who is Macho passing the torch to? Yes. Did I miss something here? <laughs> he didn't say it. No, he never said it because I, I think it was the start of maybe a storyline where he would find a replacement to mentor. Mm-hmm. However, the paranoia. It just got the better of him, and he's... It's better to burn the bridge and leave yourself than to be punked out like... I mean, Flair, Flair was literally punked out earlier in the show, and Hogan, we all saw what happened there. So he's like, I'm going to be on the offensive, yep. and fuck all y'all. Uh, he also, at one point, this is the first of many times tonight, where he straight up references the WWF. Yep. Says, I am a former WWF champion, and you're not going to punk me? I'm like, okay. So we're, what do you? Someone downfall of Vince Russo. He he was so obsessed with where he came from that it had to be a part of the show. There all is the time. a happy medium. I have no problem with you referencing it and acknowledging that it exists, but you don't need to constantly remind people that they used to work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's the line he never understood. Vince Russo. I, mean, yeah, is. I, I will say it's crazy that else, it's crazy, pal, that you have. The three biggest stars in the early 90s, Hogan, Flair, and Macho. And arguably of all the 80s. In all the 80s. And you've already, you're getting rid of them in two days. I mean. In, in, in a combined frame of two days, you're like, all right, I'm going to. You're laying down, Hogan, because you're, you're an asshole. Flair. We're just going to embarrass you. We're just going to embarrass you, so we're going to bury you. And then you have Macho Man, the paranoia man, going, fuck you. I'm going to go out on my own terms. So How um, crazy is that? We can talk about it now, I guess. This is the second to last appearance in WCW. Yeah. He comes back in May, I believe, for one thing. He comes Once. back in May 2000 for a grand total of like a minute on TV at the end of a thunder. This That's is it. it. This is it. This is him in WCW. Uh, and also Gorgeous George not long for the world. Or she is alive, not with him. Sorry. Yes. They are almost no longer a thing. Uh, what? A, like, I have... Been pretty vocal that I'm not super in love with them pushing the old guys. I get that. Uh, this seems like a weird way to use Macho Man, though. This, it, to me, not using the old guys, it's just like we're ripping the band-aid off. Well, like and the band-aid's gonna, the old guys. You're not going to have a new guy beat them. What the fuck's the point of having them on TV, then? There is no point, then. Just leave them off television. More important, have a new guy beat them as they leave. Yeah. The closest they came was the Filthy Animals beat up Ric Flair. At least they got something um, out of it. But the whole point is you don't want to use them anymore? Okay. Put them in that tournament and have them lose. But as they're lo- leaving, have them put over. But then again, Hogan ain't going to do that. No. Nope. Savage would only do it if it made sense. And Flair would do it with the detriment of his own career. Oh, yeah, and Flair would do it. I mean, Flair agreed to do the burying in the, in the dirt again. Yeah. Um, Savage would put, put you over if it made sense. Mm-hmm. It would have to be somebody... Who's absolutely ready to go to that next team? Who had a shot of you know? Uh, we're talking of Benoit, someone like that. Guerrero, Guerrero, Goldberg, maybe. Um, oh yeah, he put a, but but you know, he's not he's not losing to Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley, yeah. Um, so find the one guy he will put over, man. Have him beat him. I mean, he's already at the fucking arena, like man. you know what I mean. Just put him in the tournament and let him lose. But we got that. <laughs> it, it it that's not shocking, up, bro. People are. To Vince Russo, people were going to talk more about shoot promos than a match. Oh, yeah. 
And it was clear that uh, they just didn't give the announcers a format because Tony was like, I have no fucking idea what's happened tonight. Yeah. I have no this idea. This was an unannounced segment, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, and, and Macho coming out, I mean, pass the torch to myself. To myself. In, in a way, you know, because we don't get the answer. Does I'm, he ever wrestle again? No. Uh, well, Impact. Uh, no, he doesn't really wrestle in TNA. No. He has one match in TNA. But I wouldn't really call it. A it, it he 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 hits a mar- he hits a clothesline. Yeah, like, yeah, he hits a clothesline. That's his last match against Rodman. Is that his retirement uh, match? Did, I'm trying to think, did he wrestle overseas once or twice? I I think this might be it. Jesus, his last match is Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Let me let me double check that. God damn, but I think dude. It that's bonkers. Uh, we go backstage with the filthy animals as they find the Revolution's hideout. However, they're gone. We then we see Medusa warming up, so I wonder who she. Oh, she's facing vacant. So, yeah. uh, Revolution. Uh, we see Dean wanting revenge on Benoit, so he because he made it personal. So we go to the ring as uh, Medusa's there, and so let's see who she's facing in this tournament for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Um, she's facing Ming. <laughs> so that's a problem. That's uh, that's not great for Medusa. Uh, uh, Tony asks if this is a rib. I Medusa gets some moves, but guess what? No effect. She shakes her boobs in front of uh, uh, Ming, and she's able to poke him in the eyes. She tries a cross body, but he catches her and then walks around with her. Medusa um, hits a drop kick, and that just makes Ming angry. Medusa hits an Inzaguri kick. Um, Medusa gets on the Ming's back. For sleeper hold, however, Ming then decides to I'm Ming her and snap mirrors her off and then puts her in the tongue and death grip for the win. And then Evan Courageous comes out to come and checks on Medusa and helps walk her to the back. Uh, all right, it's a little weird, but okay. So, this is you trying to talk shit, so we're gonna put you in the ring with Ming. Wow, hmm, interesting. We are at the very end of his his career. Uh-huh. Um, he wrestled Robin to Road Wild. Yep. Super weird circumstances coming up. I have his last three matches right here. Okay. We'll get to the last one first. Uh, Victory Road 2004, TNA pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. He teams with AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy against Jeff Jarrett, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. He has very limited activity. He comes in like line. with like three minutes off the match. Yeah. However... Uh, <laughs> And he the, the 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 other last two matches replacement matches he he fills in for somebody. Okay. So January fourth, ooh, that's a good date. Two thousand, he's in the Tokyo Dome. At, what at New Japan Wrestling World? What wrestling Rick Steiner? Uh, excuse me. As he was filling in for Goldberg, who had done the injury. Yeah. Um. So yes, he wrestled there. Like Goldberg uh, was supposed to be at like t- the Tokyo Dome yeah, show. Yeah, he was wrestling Rick Steiner, and he got injured. What so, the fuck? So Randy Savage wrestled Rick Steiner at the Tokyo Dome. Is that on the New Japan gimmick? You I have? think it is. I'm gonna check it out. Holy shit! However, did you have any idea about that? No. Holy fuck! But I, I definitely didn't know about this. His next match was also filling in for an injured Goldberg. This time against Sid Vicious at a WCW house show, January 14th, 2000. In Charleston, West Virginia, I you were where, say Baltimore. where he was pinned by Sid after a powerbomb. He was subbing for Goldberg. 
What the fuck, Those dude? were his last two matches. I did not know about the Tokyo Dome thing. That is that's, bonkers. That's bonkers. I didn't. Wow. And then just, like I said, showing up at a random house show to cover for Goldberg and get pinned by Sid. So Steiner, so they're all still under contract. They were just working with New Japan? They yeah. Just, uh, they were just over there. New for Japan the, really wanted Goldberg. I, I can't and imagine why. a lot of money. I'd see it. And got him and Rick Steiner, <laughs> who had been in New Japan. Mm-hmm. But then he got the injury. New Japan Steiner stiffer than to WCW. Make, yeah, and to make good for it. Um, Macho Man went over. What the fuck? Right? Um, that's a weird ass shit. You know dude. what? And that house show where he uh, sells for Goldberg, that's two days before sold out 2000. The, that oh. infamous week just got more interesting. I cannot <laughs> wait for that fucking week, dude. I did not know. That, I'm floored right now. I'm like, what? You got to tell me about that match. Oh my god! All I, right, all right. Whew. That perked my day up. Right. Let's go back to nitro. Uh, hang on, I gotta look this up. Wrestle Wrestling World two thousand. Yeah, let's go Wrestling World. Okay. Uh, what? Hang on. Okay. Is it on here? I can't imagine it's very good. It's, it's got to be terrible. It goes eleven minutes. Oh boy! <laughs> it's the ninth match of the night. Well, it makes sense. They're, they're big names. What's the main event? Uh, Kenzuke Sasaki mm-hmm. defeating. Um, no, he was just a rookie then. Uh, Tenru. Oh, go Tenru and Sasaki. That's a tough match. Yeah, but the, that that goes fourteen. The match before goes twenty five. What was that? Uh, Chono versus uh, Ki, uh, Muda. Muda. Oh, Muto. Corey might have a show to watch. I, yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> um, I got some oh, time tomorrow. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> uh, should I... What? Don't spoil it for him, Joe. Don't spoil it for him. Let him find out. I have to watch this. Early 2000s, can New I, Japan is Can I do one more? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Tenzon. Yeah. Okay. Versus Wild Pegasus. Chris Benoit. Oh, yeah, Benoit was there. Benoit there. Benoit went back. That's the first time he went to New Japan in years. He was under contract then, so they yeah. let him finish out his dates, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Because they wanted Goldberg, and then he's like, oh. And they got Benoit I mean, back. like Vince let him like. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, no, Vince no, because it's January 4th. So he's still in WCW. Do you know who Don Fry is? Yes. Yeah. Okay, he faces Scott Norton in that. In that this part. is an interesting show. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. What this the is fuck? a very interesting show. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? I need to watch this. Okay, then. <laughs> We, might, we got some watching to do. We have some retro uh, review to watch. Jeffrey Mack has ever seen this show. Holy shnikes. That's some weird ass shit, dude. All right, let's go back to 99. It's going to hear. Malenko wants this match with Benoit to be a last man standing match. All right. Uh, we see the Outsiders once again taping, Menash taping his wrist, asking if Goldberg wants to die. Uh, whoever they're going to be facing are going to get licked. Um, they start doing. <laughs> Bushwhacker shit. Like, yeah, it's happening, man. Uh, lights. The lights are out on the arena. We don't know why. We see backstage with Brad Armstrong and Kurt Henning talking. I, I think they cut to the arena too soon. They, were, they it's did for the next spot. Yeah. Yeah. Armstrong yeah, talking about how uh, the the uh, powers up beast said he has no personality and maybe we should call his brother. He said, "Call my baby brother up north and don't come back till I got a personality." Jesus Christ! Oh, you didn't know. Dude. Uh, Henning says something's going to happen, and they're bending it, uh, and they're going to continue to bend it, and it's going to break. Interesting. And then, like the I, I, the weird thing about this promo is like Henning and 
Brad Armstrong do like that weird like sitcom facial reaction, like something's going to happen, and then like they turn their head and like, hmm, I don't know. Uh, we see Bret Hart uh, in pain as the doctor's checking on him, and the doctor's saying, "Hey, you shouldn't wrestle." I got no choice. You got no choice. I'm not no Bruce. <laughs> uh, we get photo steals of Bruce. No, no sorry, Halloween Havoc. Uh, Brett and the Toll Package, Chris Benoit and Rick Steiner. This is leading to our next match: Rick Steiner versus the Total Package. Uh, Jeff Jarrett comes down and joins commentary. Heavyweight say, title tournament match. Joseph. Heavyweight, sorry, heavyweight tournament. Uh, Jarrett wants a should uh, wants a public apology from Lex. Uh, this is WCW. I don't hit women, so that wasn't me. Uh, Tony, we saw you in WF. We you, saw your stick. We saw you, you hit women. Uh, then Jarrett's like no I don't hit women so then he leaves and goes over to Liz (laughs) Jarrett's walking around and uh, she trips and then falls and uh, tries to crawl away Package uh, comes up to Jarrett and Jarrett takes a swing at him with the guitar but he moves and blasts Steiner with it Jarrett runs off Steiner no sells the guitar hit and just follows Chase Uh, Package is helping Liz out and the ref is at an eight on the ten count, and package <laughs> drops her like a sack of potatoes. Runs into the ring, gets the win, celebrates like he just won the goddamn title. And this that. is the toll package that I remember from two <laughs> few years ago about the Sheen. This, Jeez, is, what I this yeah. is what I wanted. I was dying laughing because he was celebrating like he won, and like Liz is on the back going, "What the fuck?" And then he gets there, he's like. It's all right. I'm sorry. It's all right. I won. We won. We won as he's carrying her to the back. We won. And I went in my notes. I goes, that's the package I was looking for. <laughs> exactly. Love it. Let's go to Tanae with Kidman and Conan as his business between them. Also, Revolution, if you harm Tori, Kidman will destroy them all. Uh, we see Buff now finally showing up to the arena. Let's go to our next match as it's for the, in the WCW Heavyweight Title Tournament as it's Kidman versus Conan. We actually have a match. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Um, a minor version of uh, the uh, Acolytes, you know, Farouk Kid, and Kid, Kidman working at quarter speed. Yes, trying to, to uh, keep up with Conan. Yeah, Kidman reverses Conan's face buster into the pump, uh, a pop up slam. Thought that was cool. There is a ref bump. Um, yes. it looks like. Uh, uh, there was a spot where it looks like it's uh, supposed to happen earlier in the match because of the ref bump, but Harlem Heat comes out and attacks Kidman and Conan. Ray and Eddie come down and begin to brawl with Harlem Heat as this is all happening. Kidman pins uh, Conan. Conan and Kidman begin to argue until Eddie talks him down. Conan then goes, hey, players, let's make a tag match between you two for the tag titles <laughs> tonight. Believe that. Uh, we see Buff headed to the ring. The outsider, we see the outsiders once again. Um, hey, who are we facing tonight? The assassins, Butch and Luke. Who are we facing tonight? <laughs> uh, we get a recap from last week's Nitro with uh, with uh, Buff being all happy with the new powers that be, and then you'll find out later on that he's not because he's not the chosen one. Buff comes out saying that he's going to break all the rules. He said. Uh, then he says something like he's going to piss on tradition. Uh, he does that every week. Yeah. He's not going to J-O-B to anyone anymore. Not going to lay down for anyone. He's not going to listen to the guys in the back until 
two ball headed guys come out and say, We represent the two idiots that you in the back. I'm like, mm-hmm. It's a debut. You know. We'll get to that in a second. Until then, the two bald guys attack Buff. Don't you? I don't think it works that they go, We represent the two idiots in back. You're already killing the two guys well, in no, back. They're, making, they're yeah, letting Buff know that he's about to get yeah. his ass kicked for what he said. But who are these two idiots? Well, Vince Russo never goes too far without his favorite Nazis being right there with him. You know. So we got the old skull and eight ball of the Disciples of Apocalypse. You know, them good old Harris boys. Jacob and Eli Blue, the Grim Twins, are now in WCW as creative control. Hang on. Creative Control. That's the name. Is that the tag team that we came up with for Hogan? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I did not know what their name was when they showed up. Well, it's Creative Control. Uh, Where's Hogan? uh, He's gone. Oh. So uh, one of them, his name is Patrick, and the other one is Gerald. God damn it. it. Yep. (sighs) You knew he'd have to go there. God damn it. He's the fucking worst, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I hope Cornette outlives him. God damn it, he's <laughs> so the fucking worst. Speaking of that, let's go to photo stills of Halloween Havoc of Malenko turning on Benoit. Our next match is a last man standing match. Just take your blade, him too. Benoit versus Chris Benoit versus Dean Malenko. Can we get any answers to why Dean Malenko turned? No. Uh, he likes Billy Blanks more. He's more of a Tybo guy. Both men wearing jeans, not the wrestling gears. Uh, Malenko, uh, Benoit hits uh, super belly to back suplex off the top turnbuckle. Malenko suplexes Benoit over the top rope to the outside. Malenko drop kicks the steel steps into Benoit's lower back. Both men hit double clothesline on each other. Benoit then gets up before the 10 count. That is how you finish the last man standing of yep. thoughts. Yep. Uh, uh. It's Vince Russo, folks. That's the best he can do. Yep. It's about all I can add to that. I, you know. Filthy animals run down, and uh, but Benoit stands in front of Malenko, and then he sidesteps and goes, "Have your, have, have your way." <laughs> they begin to attack him until Saginaw. I mean, wherever we're at, I'm Shane Douglas. As Shane Douglas tells the filthy animals to stop and let Malenko leave the ring, Malenko instantly gets up and leaves the ring. This was awkward. I thought filthy animals give chase, but. Douglas tells him, stay there, or we're going to do harm to Tori as Asia is holding her. They leave. The Revolution are then seen getting into a car and drive off. The filthy animals are looking for their car. But then Eddie tells Conan Kidman to stay here and win the titles as him and Ray were go find Tori. Win one for the Eddie. Yep. (laughs) I... (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no! You stay here. You, you, you have a title match. We'll go find your girlfriend. I had happened? something that could have rhymed with Micker, but uh, I'm not gonna go there. Ah, one got one, it. got it. <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> the gang gets racist. For episode, it's always, always Sunday. Good yeah. episode. So yeah, certain people hanging from said rafters. <laughs> so yeah, we um, weird. Yeah, what the fuck, man. I, it's an interesting turn they're doing with the revolution. Like what? What's, what's really you, happening? You there? had one. You had one babyface team of the filthy animals in the, and the revolution were all faces, and then one week later, they're all heels. We're all heels, but they're somehow feuding with each other. Yes, and half the other roster. Yeah. Hey guys, do you like a heel on heel action? Because that's what we're getting here. 
Speaking of that, let's go to our WCW Heavyweight Championship Tournament matches. It's Brian Nobbs or Nob versus Sting. Ooh. Sting hits him with a bat before the match, and then one, two, three. They didn't Doesn't even take the coat off. Doesn't even take the coat off. Sting Which, ain't having the shit. The coat, rainbow st- scorpion back. I, I also dig it. Believe he wasn't wearing a shirt. It was just nope. the coat. No. He was just wearing the coat. Just wearing his coat. <laughs> like, what are you, The Rock? Who the fuck is this? Hey guys, <laughs> what do you think of this? Uh, what have you? It's his coat. Is uh, what is it called? The um, duster. Duster. Hey guys, what do you think of this? What? <laughs> it's my duster. What do you think? <laughs> Who gives a fuck, Mac? <laughs> God damn it, dude. We see the outsiders there. headed to the ring, discussing who's starting the match. We go to Tanae with Bret Hart as uh, Bret has a hairline fracture, but Bret's going to prove that he he's no quitter and he's going to do his best tonight. Our next match for the WCW Tag Team Titles: Conan and Kidman of the Filthy Animals versus Stevie Ray and Booker T of Harlem Heat. Uh, Stevie Ray hits the top rope belly to back suplex on Kidman. Uh, Stevie Ray then, as that happens, he pins Kidman. However, Kidman bridges up and the ref counts to three. And saying that the Filthy Animals are your new tag team champions because Kidman bridged, but Stevie Ray's shoulders were still on the ground. Why do they just keep what? Why? Why? We, why? 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 Bro. 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 They won it last week on Nitro. Strip them Sunday. Get it back Monday. This is props, bro. 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 Props. What is happening? Nothing good, Joe. Nothing good. Well, we go to Tanae with Goldberg as he says that he's, he respects Brett, but he's going to beat the crap out of him. And Outsiders, you're next. Let's go to our next WWE Heavyweight Championship Tournament as it's DDP versus Ric Flair. Uh, nope, not that Flair. David Flair. There it is. As uh, DDP is now calling himself the King of Bada Bing. Before the match even starts, Kimberly's distracting the ref. DDP's talking trash and then Gives David a kiss on the lips. What is he, part of the Sopranos now? Bada bing. Uh, DDP turns around, but David takes his robe off and he has a crowbar in his trunks and then attacks DDP. Kimberly falls because the ref falls into her. her. DDP attacks, uh, gets attacked by David until Kimberly covers Paige. Flair leaves. DDP gets stretchered out. Who the fuck won? Yes. Bell never rang. <laughs> Definitely won DDP. <laughs> Having fun, guys? This more, is, this more on this later. More on, la- okay. more on this later. Let's go to our next match as it's the Outsiders versus the Porn Stars. What an entrance, guys. Well, the network cuts straight to the ring. And I don't get why. I went and found the original tape. There's nothing lewd. There's no nip slipping. There's no comments that had to be cut out. Nothing. Do not for the life of me know. No music. Is it the girl with the boobs the size of two globes? Yeah, they may. I guess they may have <laughs> not. Want, but then again, she plays a She's part of the match. In the match. So it doesn't matter anyway. Doesn't make any so sense. I don't, I don't get it. But uh, outsiders don't know what to do. We're facing two porn stars dressed up like porn stars. Hall's put in the uh, side headlock, then he motorboats her. <laughs> As Hall also reaches for the tag, she puts uh, the porn star puts Hall in the corner and does the ten punches. But Hall falls in her crotch, and then she humps his face. 
Uh, you, you call I call it, she face fucked him. Yeah. <laughs> Hall pulls a flare and walks around for a minute and then fart, flare flops. She spanks him. Uh, Hall Nash is looking for the hot tag, so he's trying to get the crowd amped. Hall's crawling over. Hall's crawling. <laughs> Come on, Nash is reaching out. Hog Nash gets the hot tag and then he starts doing the hulking up stuff and he's like, let's go, me and you. Then he notices the globes on the right <laughs> and then tells her to come in and take her shirt off. And then they make a decision that if she goes, if you both lay down and take the pin, we will, I will show you my globes. It didn't take them long. They didn't take them long. They get a uh, double pin. So your winner's the porn stars. And then Nash puts her in a corner and tries to have her take her shirt off until Goldberg runs down and spears both men. I will say this. <laughs> this match was entertaining for the, the comedic part. The outsiders were very entertaining yep. in a comedic way. Yep. The hot As tag, to what the, sir, purpose this served. Nothing. I don't, for the life of me, know why this was done. Puppies. I mean, yeah. I, I just... <laughs> yeah. What? Where do you find boobs that big? I just like I'm talking globes, not like the ones. It's like the ones that you see in schools that you can. They're they're on a, a stand that they spin. Just imagine if you looked at Sable in April of 1998, yep. and thought, "Ooh, she must be the leader of the itty bitty titty committee." <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> how can I compare? Because Sable in April of 98 was flat chested next to this woman. Insane, uh, cannot be pinned. That's gotta be pinned. Oh, yeah, put like three basketballs together <laughs> on for each breast for each one. Yeah, speaking of some, let's go to our main event. It's for the cat, <laughs> let's go to our main event. No, the cat's not here. Let's go to the main event for tonight. And it's a WCW heavyweight championship tournament, also a U.S. title match, as is Bret Hart versus Goldberg. Oh. He gets his full fucking entrance. He just was out here spearing motherfuckers. Yep. He gets his full goddamn entrance too. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Brett's limping to the ring. Goldberg really doesn't want to fight him. Uh, he's not taking Hart serious because of his ankle injury. Uh, Goldberg attacks his ankle. Goldberg has a submission. Lights go as the ref asks Brett if he should stop the match. Hart puts Goldberg in a sleeper hold. Goldberg snap mirrors him off onto the ref. Goldberg clothesline Hart over the top rope. However, the outsiders and Sid come out and attack Goldberg. Hall choke slams him. Nash sidewalk slams him. I wonder why. Because Sid then power bombs him. Mm-hmm. Brett gets in and covers Goldberg for the one, two, three. Uh, Goldberg. Just a three. Yeah. <laughs> but Goldberg kicks out at. 3.1 yep. to make sure I'm so strong. So your new U.S. <laughs> champion. And they were low on time because they went straight out. Bret Hart. Uh, so that's Goldberg's second loss. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a way to lose, I guess. <clears throat> All right. Well, I mean, theoretically, if you're going to have him lose and he couldn't win the tournament based on what they want to do, yep. apparently. And you can't justify not having him in the tournament. Yep. You can't be well, like... Not if you have 32 fucking people, right? you can't. And you're going to say, what, Goldberg's not one of them. <laughs> right. So, so he's got to be in the tournament, but he can't win it. 
So he's got to lose it. Uh-huh. And it's better with him probably, I would say, if it's a first-round loss. Yeah. If you have him go almost all the way, that's going to be too much. People are going to be pissy. Yep. So you have to have him go against somebody. Believable. Believable in the first round. And even then, I mean, you have to protect the loss because it is Goldberg. Yep. I don't have a huge issue with how they did it. Um, plus, Brett was on the outside not seeing what's going on. So it's not like it was a hill turn. Um, you couldn't just take the three pin though. They just yeah, kicked I out know, a three point oh one. You fucking asshole! I'm sure that was. I'm sure that was told to him. Oh, like, I'm sure. Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever openly, especially to Brett, brother. You know what I mean? So I don't have a problem. It's shocking. We were shocked. Goldberg lost on TV to Bret Hart. He's out of the tournament. What the fuck? Brett's gimpy as fuck. Uh, David Flair somehow still in it. I don't. This is this is this is nuts. It's an interesting night. And we're only halfway through. Joe looks like he's done. <laughs> Fucking. I'm just. I'm just wondering what you guys thought of night one of. Uh, fully. More, more on that later. More on, more on that. Okay. More on that later. Let's move on, shall we? To Monday night. Raw. Where are we, guys? Uh, where were we? No, that's not it. Hang on. Where were we? They were at Ohio State last week. Where were they? Still the Northeast, aren't they? I think so. Yeah, they. Uh, my thing got deleted. So that's why I was asking if you guys knew. Oh. I don't remember. Oh, I, if I put the right date in, in the Google machine, it might come up just right. Here we are. We're in Rhode Island. Providence. Providence, Providence Civic Center. Yes. We go straight backstage, and it's the Outlaws talking to Vince, saying that they want a tag match. They want the tag titles. But Vince says, well, Edge and Christian are fighting the Hollies tonight. Uh, Outlaws said, then fine, give us a rock and sock. Sorry, Mankind's facing uh, Triple H. At first, Road Dogg said, and I quote, we'll just cancel that match. Nobody cares about those guys. And give us the title match. So there's that. There's that. Uh, (laughs) Outlaws then said, give us rock and sock. Well, Mankind's facing Triple H for the title tonight. Triple H barges. Hey, what the hell is on this card? <laughs> Why am I facing mankind? Um, uh, I think Billy's like, well, what, you're afraid? He's like, shut up. Uh, Triple H says, well, have the outlaws face Rock and Sock and give me the night off. Uh, Triple H says, uh, then fine. Then if, if I have to wrestle, then have the outlaws face Rock and Austin. They don't have a match according to this sheet. And Vince is like, well, let me think about that. What's that sigh? Not a terrible way to get there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave my f- feelings for later because it affects the entire show. Okay. okay. I don't give it anything away. Okay. We go backstage and we see Godfather looking for Mark Henry. Godfather literally kicks down a door and finds that there's Mark Henry surrounded by plenty of hoes. Got a hoe train in there. Let's go to uh, the ring. Is also, there... at this point, uh, I noticed they had a new intro. They changed it up a little mm. bit. A couple of new wrestlers. They had some mm-hmm. SmackDown footage on there. It was yep. kind of nice. Uh, let's go to the ring as it's going to be Godfather with Mark Henry and the Hose versus Viscera and Midi- and with Midian. The feud that will never <sighs> My die. My God. Viscera dude. wants to make this match a winner-take-ho match as he wants to take all the Hose home. 
Godfather accepts and goes, well, hey, and goes, hey, Henry, you know, you got my back, right? But then Viscera goes, hey, Mark, if I win, you can do anything to these hoes whenever you want, anytime, anywhere. The back of a Volkswagen? Yeah, if you want. <laughs> Henry goes for the hoe train, <laughs> splash, but uh, Henry gets on the apron and pulls him down, That's allowing support. Viscera to hit a big splash to win. Viscera has Henry hit another big splash. Viscera has Henry take the hose to the back, but then there's two hoes staying to check on Godfather. So Viscera kicks one down and hits a big <clears throat> splash on her and Godfather, oh so gently. <laughs> and then the other hoe jumps on the back of Viscera. Viscera then hits a uh, slam on her. However, once again, puts her down oh so gently. <clears throat> I wrote splashes the hose. My phone autocorrected to smashes the hose. I was like, that's a, that's a different thing that happened. In that's the later in the night. <laughs> uh... Winner take home match. All right. We're sure Russo's on W now, right? <laughs> yeah. After watching Nitro, yeah. yes. I am absolutely sure he's on Nitro. This is, this is the other Vince. Uh, EMTs come out and structures the hose out. We go to Cole. <laughs> We go to Cole with the Rock. Uh, basically, Rock goes, uh, you know, Austin can be my partner, but I'm more electrifying and I can one up him, and I'm better than him. And everybody, everything Austin does, the Rock moves are better. We go back and we see the hose getting stretched out, but we see the Dudley boys laughing their asses off. <laughs> and Bubba says, uh, "What happened? To the hose ain't going to uh, ain't going to uh, compare to what I'm going to do to Kane." So we uh, are so next. Mark Henry fuck Kane? Well, maybe. Or something, someone's getting smashed according to your phone. So our next match is the Hollies Hardcore and Crash versus Edge and Christian for the WWF Tag Team Championships. We see the Hardys with Terry watching. Edge hits a spear and looks like they're going to win, but Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher come down and attack uh, oh, Edge and snap. Christian. Well, Scott Taylor and someone. Someone else. Corey Waller. Him. He can't. He can't. Is that place. who that was? Chair <laughs> was like, we stop. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, Kane looks like your boys there. I don't know who that one is. Is that Brian Christopher? That was actually really good. That was really yeah. funny. Uh, the however, the Hardy Boys come out and make the save as it, um, the two uh, four teams brawl. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just love the fact once again it's. Uh, Lawler. I see. I I saw Scott Taylor. I didn't know who the other guy was. Man, they are just fucking adding tag teams, dude. This yep. is the fucking division I remember. Yep, fucking yeah. in a nutshell. We get uh Holy Christ. Speaking of nutshells, uh, we see May and Mula talking in the back as Mula has the announcement. Uh, we go to the ring for this as it's Cole, Mula, and May. First, May wants to thank Mula and and uh, May thanks Mula for being the oldest person she's ever wrestled. Uh, Mula says that she's giving up the title. She can't defend it like she used to because of her age. Mula will give back the title and retire. However, Ivory comes out and says, ah, da, 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 ta, ta, ta. I have a rematch clause, so we're going to have a match. May attacks uh, Ivory. However, Ivory kicks May and breaks the a broom that she brought down over May's back. <laughs> Jesus. First off, I know we May's hate... May's a bumping son of a bitch, I was, man. I was going to bring... I was say that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We hate the situation of May Mula in yep. this run. However, May has taken 
horrendous bumps off the apron. More than anybody else on the roster would do. She's taking a broom over. Maybe uh, tough some bitch. She hasn't even started yet. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I know. Uh, Jarrett's guitar shots. The figure four getting booted by Jarrett. Thrown in mud. And she hasn't even started yet. She just got over the fucking top rope tonight. <laughs> she went over the top Jesus rope. Jesus Christ. Uh, Ivory wins by rolling up May. It's a dollar for you, I guess. Thank you. I, don't, I guess I'll take it. I would take it. Uh, we go backstage with Albert telling Big Show that he's not the big boss man. He uh, remember this feud they wanted uh, Albert wanted to do a couple of weeks ago about how he wanted to show how mm-hmm. he can go one on one with the Big Show. Well, he wants to test his skills tonight. However, he is not the big boss man. We wants to remind him that. Uh, hey, Corey. Yeah. November twenty third. WF three D attitude. Yeah. No? What, what the fuck? No idea. Dude. I do not remember that at all. It's like November 23rd, 3D. I do, I do not remember it. I'm so happy. At some point during the show, they announced that this Raw is brought to you by Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I got it. I got the remake. It's, it's sick. We're going to recap of Big Show's past few weeks. Uh, finding out his uh, father's health condition. Bossman having uh, having someone tell uh, Big Show that his dad died. Bossman destroying... Uh, uh, more is it? No. Uh, oh, Big Show destroying Bossman's cop. So this leads to our next match as Big Show versus Prince Albert. Big Show is beating uh, Albert. Bossman comes out. Bossman has something in his hand and looks like it's a gold watch that belonged to Big Show's dad. Bossman says that he took a trip to the hospital to see how sick Big Show's dad really is. Bossman says it smelled like death when he entered the room, and he did the doctor's job and pulled the plug. <laughs> Before uh, Bossman said he pried the uh, Bossman's uh, pried Big Show's dad's watch out of his dead hand. Um, Jesus Christ! Halbert uh, tries to sneak attack Big Show, but Big Show punches him. Big Show turns around. Bossman hits him with a hammer. Uh, Bossman brings out uh, iron. And he uses the hammer and breaks the watch that he brought out on the hammer with the hammer on the iron. Albert puts the uh, uh, broken stuff in his gear and walks off as Bossman keeps yelling, Now this is hard time. Uh, Big Show is knocked out on the ground. Bossman also loving think? some Hannah Bombera. <laughs> Holy yeah. fuck, dude. I was, I was going to say like, Triple H is working hard to be the biggest hill in wrestling. Bossman's got other aspirations. They're, they need to call Batman to come get him. Jeez. Like, what the fuck is going on with Bossman? I right. went to the hospital and pulled your dad's plug. <laughs> I just thought, like, yeah, then I hit him in the face with a hammer. Like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> it's amazing because the, like, the list of heinous, truly heinous things Bossman's done, feeding off Snow's own dog is like lowering on the list. Like, You're like oh, yeah, That's, you know, he cooked him at least. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ! I did the doctor's job. But I pulled the damn plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we get a little small recap of the uh, Big Show getting hit with a hammer. We see the EMTs putting the smelling powder in front of him. Big Show wakes up and then starts running and yelling for Bossman. Uh, we see Cole backstage with Jericho. Jericho feels bad for his dad, but he feel, uh, for Big Show, but he feels worse for China. Jericho's going to show China that uh, she's a bad champion and doesn't even deserve to be in the ring. 
Jericho says that China can bring D'Lo Brown to the ring and he'll pick a fan from the crowd. So our next match is China and D'Lo Brown versus Jericho and a fan. Jericho pulls a fan out and and looks like it's a woman, but it's a man dressed up. The woman tags herself in, tries to clothesline China, but just bounces off her. China whips the wig off and clothes, and the woman is Stevie Richards. I'll be honest, I didn't know that was Stevie Richards until the wig got pulled. Yeah, he did a pretty good job of hiding himself, but I was just like, really? I wasn't feeling this this week on this feud. This is no way to treat him. Made him in a WrestleMania 20. Yeah, right? that much. I mean, come on. China hits the pedigree, and Jericho doesn't even try to get in the ring. He waves his <laughs> hand to uh, allow Richards to lose. Jericho gets in the ring and then double power bombs Richards because and puts him in the walls of Jericho for losing the match. Jericho uh, cosplaying uh, the Four Horsemen by himself. <laughs> yeah, right. He will turn on you, guaranteed. <laughs> right. <laughs> We a go, new sting every week. We go backstage with Vince McMahon as he's reading Mankind's book. As Mankind comes in, but he hi- Vince puts the book behind his back to hide it. Mankind thanks Vince for the title shot. Uh, Vince questions Mankind about, uh, what do you mean by my facial expressions? And Mankind says, well, since I wear a mask, no one can see it. And everybody can see your juggler when you do the giant swallow sp- spot. Vince doesn't look overly thrilled. No. He is right about that in his book. Like, his facial reactions are so incredible. They are so good. Uh, Let's go to our next match, by the way. It is that WWE Championship as it's Triple H versus Mankind. We see Austin Rock watching from afar. Um, Mankind gets thrown into the still steps, the way I don't like. Then he gets thrown shoulder first into the steps. Mm. Triple H then rams the the steps into the sh- injured shoulder of Mankind. Triple H does an arm drag, and that looked nasty. Uh, Triple H focuses on the injured arm, throws Mankind in the post. Triple H throws Mankind over the top rope, and Mankind's head gets stuck in between the ropes, and then Mankind puts Mr. Sacco on as he's get- choking himself with the ropes. Uh, Corey, if you had lost an ear once in your life, would you continue to do that spot? <laughs> No. Um, Cause fuck, man. The only thing I can think of is with the WF's rope, actual rope ring, uh, ropes. Little safer. Um, little looser and safer than the yeah. than the cable. But uh, no. <coughs> Jesus. No, I would not. Right. Just continuously like, do, does like it. Like you lost an ear, dog. Oh, God. Uh, Triple H and Mankind fight through the crowd. Triple H gets a chair, but Mankind kicks it into Triple H's face. Triple H and the ref fight over the chair. Mankind grabs another chair and knocks Triple H without it, uh, with it. Triple H kicks out at 2.9. Real close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mankind puts Mr. Sacco on. Triple H tries to fight out of it. Mankind puts it back on, and we do the arm uh, spot where uh, Triple H raises his arm instead of the, uh, the like normal he loses. Uh, we're on the third spot of the arm dropping, but Val Venus runs in and hits Mankind with the chair. Oh, good. That feud's continuing. Val attacks Mankind until Al Snow comes out and makes the save. Oh, good. That feud's starting. What do you guys think of this match for the title? The match is good, man. It's a good match. I mean, they have, I mean, bonkers chemistry, which we'll find out uh, a few months from now, for sure. Um, It was good. You know, I was thinking about this while uh, listening to that and watching uh, what's currently on TV. Triple H uh, 
fairly gets criticized for politicking backstage, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it wouldn't have been possible if he wasn't good. Yep. I actually think because of the politicking, he is vastly underrated. He is. I can see that. He You're is not wrong. You're not so, wrong. So good. Uh, when I was super into the heel face thing, he was the only heel that I was a fan of. Um, this was, he never missed. Mm-hmm. And if he did miss, you didn't know that he missed. He covered it so well. He, uh, I mean, this, this is what he was put on earth to do was to be a professional wrestler. We're coming up on the time where he is without a doubt the best wrestler in the, in the world. In the world. In the world. He so. is... I mean, he's usually weekly. He's been the best character on television for a good few months now. Uh, maybe outside of Jericho, Jarrett, Foley, and Bossman, maybe. And he's not even Bossman's coming into his own now. But those are the other weekly suspects. But Triple H, man, uh, I think he really is underrated as a performer, which is ridiculous to it, say. But for, for Triple H, it is the backstage politics. Who he's married. There was a, like everybody goes. That's the part. That's where everybody part. goes. Yeah. That's. I, I would say he's probably a top twenty all time. I would feel yeah. safe saying that. No, he. I agree with you. Uh, the only thing that gives the the haters the ammunition, yeah, is that when it was finally his time, his turn in two thousand two, two thousand three, yeah, business tanked. Yeah, that's the kicker. Yep. But. Well, uh, why do you think that is? Well, one, I mean, Rock and Austin just up and leave. That like, hurts. So you lose your one-two punch right away, back to back. Kind of like when uh, Hogan left with Brett's first yeah. time. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to yeah. do? Like, yeah, I mean, you, Hogan. Like, they fucking left and fully retired. Mm-hmm. So the core of that era was down to just him. And, and he was Jericho the, probably is the second biggest uh, name. Taker. I guess Taker, yeah. But he was, and, and Triple H was by far the most controversial of all of them because of who he was married mm-hmm. to. So there was all of this bias, and he's the only one left. And nobody who came in from WCW or up had really hit yet. Yep. That would be 05 with Batista and Cena. Mm-hmm. So you had this time where it was just him. And he didn't do himself any favors. You know, not letting Booker T win. That, yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Uh, no one ever talks about it, but I don't see how they can't. He spent the entirety of 2003 burying WCW. Yeah. Well, he did WrestleMania a bunch of years later, too. Yeah. yeah. Like he, the entire year, here's his feuds. Steiner, Booker T, Kevin Nash, Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And he beat all of them. Beat all of them. And made them look bad. Yep. Goldberg should have won that uh, Elimination Chamber. Yes. Absolutely should have won. That was fucking stupid. He didn't win. Booker T should have won 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he shouldn't have demanded to go 30 minutes with Scott Steiner, who had drop foot syndrome. What do you think would happen? So, yeah. I, uh, like I said, uh, I mean, it's his fault most of the time. But I think people do cloud their judgment on how good he actually is because of that. That and when he came back uh, after the quad injury, he was bigger and less mobile. Because um, he was decently mobile for a guy who was a always big bigger. Guy. He was 6'4", 6'5", 260. Um, yeah. Easily. Yeah. And he was always a bigger guy, but pretty mobile. Yeah. He wasn't doing high spots, but no. he could move fluidly through the ring quickly. <clears throat> and he wasn't like that when he came back. He would take those like crazy. He would like bump over the top rope yep. like Flair. He would take those bumps. He was a huge Flair and Harley Race fan. Yeah, and uh, uh, he can't do that now. No. Hmm. Let's move on with uh, Austin back with Michael. Cole. Austin says that The Rock gives him no chills, and uh, 
sure, you know, I'll be Rock's partner tonight, but we're not friends. We see Stephanie back. Uh, we see Tess and Shane are talking. Hayes is talking to Stephanie. She says she's almost 100%, and she's now remembering things about Tess. And cool, cool. You remember his package? She, uh, do, 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 do. And uh, she wants Tess to kick uh, Bulldog's ass tonight. Uh, we see Kevin Kelly with Kane and X-Pac. They, uh, they ask Kane about how he feels about Bubba making fun of him. Kane says, Tori told me not to make fun of him. Uh, and I was like, what? Huh? So I'm assuming, I think Joe's with me, uh, Heat probably. I'm guessing Heat. Because, because I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because that came out of nowhere. <laughs> let me let me go to the... Uh... Like, I vaguely remember like this being a thing, but I was just like, uh, what? I don't know. Okay. I remember it being a thing, but yeah, it came out of it. I guess you gotta like, do something with her, I guess. Just one but Monday, all of a sudden, she's fucking came. Okay. Uh, you know. She's in that S&M, I guess. Um, let me see. Yeah, that was fucking weird. Can I stick it in your ass? <laughs> uh, what are we doing? October? Hellfire and cum shot. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that is last year. 99, here we are. October 24th. Uh, this happened on Heat. Uh, there it is. Uh, X-Pac and Kane defeated the Headbangers. Prince Albert defeated Steve Richards. Gangrel defeated Steve Blackman. And D'Lo defeated Chris Jericho to retain the European title. We don't get that match? No. Fuck but, us, I guess. But they do uh, show highlights of that, and it's funny now because Heat is now filmed before SmackDown. Yep. So you see the SmackDown. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's so. it. Uh, so uh, the Dudleys come out of nowhere and attack Kane and X-Pac as Bubble steals uh, Kane's speaking <laughs> device. <laughs> Uh, so our next match is Bubba Ray and Devon, with Devon versus uh, Kane. But... Uh, before, oh, sorry, before the match, Kane tells X-Pac he needs to stay out. Uh, Bubba makes fun of Kane by joking by using the speaking device. Uh, Kane holds Bubba up with two with one arm. Impressive strength once again. Kane chokeslams Bubba uh, off the top turnbuckle. Kane throws Bubba into the steel steps. Kane uh, hits a top tr- the top turn, uh, turnbuckle clothesline. Devon gets in and the ref calls for the bell. Kane fights off the Dudleys until they double-team him. Bubba stumble, stumbles but puts on the Boston Crab, and Devon hits a leg drop. We see X-Pac watching from uh, backstage until Tori runs up and says, make the save or I'm going to. X-Pac comes down and chases them off. Um, we see Kevin Kelly with Bulldog as Stephanie, uh, he brings up Stephanie's regained memory, and Bulldog's like, I don't give a damn about that. Uh, after this test, after my match with Tess, he won't remember a thing. So our next match is a steel cage match, guys, with Test versus Bulldog. Uh, one one of the cage sides of the cage is leaning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing once again I like: Test storms down to the ring. Uh, back and forth match here. Test is climbing over the cage. Um. Uh, Tess hits an elbow drop from the top of the cage. That was insane, <laughs> dude. Fuck that. 
Dude. If I'm six, seven, six, eight, like he is, like almost 300 pounds, I ain't doing a fucking elbow off the top of the cage. Are you fucking kidding me? That's going like, oh my God. That There is no way that didn't hurt for the next year. No chance. <sighs> he hit it perfect, too. Oh, he had a good elbow drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the how that big. However, the posse come out and break into the ring and attack test. Shane runs down, climbs up the cage as fast as possible. He's like Spider-Man. And there's and, leaps. And these are, by the way, this is when the cage doesn't have the imprinted cuts so you can walk, th- climb up it quick. He <laughs> is legitimately climbing he's, he's up it. Athletic, he's man. climbing up it in slacks and like the like uh, yeah. loafers. He's everything his dad wasn't. And Kane then hits a double. Uh, then Shane, Shane hits a double cross body off the top rope onto uh, at Joey Abs and Gas. Bulldog escapes during this giant brawl and wins. Yeah. I guess Posse triple teams Shane. The Posse is leaving, but Tess grabs Joey Abs and hits the big boot and throws him uh, out of the cage. But get, and then he goes after the Tess goes after the Posse and then Gas, Mister Gas. Rams the door into his head. Uh, I would say this. Tess no sells the, the cage shot as he goes to check on Shane, and then Stephanie runs down and checks on Shane. Uh, so after the match, they kept showing replays, but only of Shane, which I, th- I thought Tess thing was way more impressive. They just didn't give, they didn't give him shit. It's like they're actively trying to not push him. They have a star on their hands. And the, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I don't get it, man. Uh, he, The crowd wants it. And yeah. I just. And I he's don't... delivered every time they've mm-hmm. given him something to do, and including he can, tonight. He can go in the ring. Like, he's not the most technical, but he's a big dude. He doesn't need to be. Yeah. He's a fucking badass ass kicker. Like I said two months ago, he is the young pre knee surgery Kevin Nash that Vince McMahon wanted. Mm hmm. But doesn't he's see it. Right, but he he's doesn't right see it. there in front of. He even dresses like Kevin Nash. Like he's literally right in front. He doesn't of your have face. the size, I guess. But like he's fucking there, man. But he doesn't see it. It's amazing. Uh, we see the outlaws getting ready for the match for later <laughs> on, and, and Triple H walks in saying, "Don't go get your asses kicked." And, and Road Dog's like, "Shut the hell up." Yeah. <laughs> so we go offsite here, guys, with the yeah. acolytes. At they're at this bar called the Friendly Tap. As uh, Bradlaw, Bradshaw is saying someone <laughs> Brad said that... Law. Bradlaw. Bradlaw, I like that. Uh, Bradlaw says someone said that they can kick their ass. Uh, so um, they go up to the bar and two guys want to buy them a drink because they are also wrestlers. Uh, one of them shoves them. And um, the guy's like, do you know who I am? And Farouk's like, yeah, I, I do. Uh, someone who's going to get their ass kicked. <laughs> the guy says, well, I'm an arm wrestling champ. Uh, he puts money down, and Bradshaw takes the challenge for the arm wrestling match. Uh, they have they want Farouk to count to three to do the three count. So Farouk goes, "All right, you guys ready? One, two. Uh, he goes, "You guys ready? Three. Bradshaw wins. <laughs> and then nineteen ninety nine. Go ahead. Go nope, ahead, go ahead Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Don't shy away from it. Jeff wouldn't shy away. Nope, I won't. The arm wrestling man, uh, arm wrestling's friend goes. <laughs> Uh, so your darky boy can't count. Then and they keep calling him darky. And Farouk is calm. Calm. I'm sorry. You know, I said three. So your darky boy can uh, And he keeps calling him boy, too. It's like, darky boy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. So, guys, yeah. we get a bar fight. 
Anybody and everyone gets their asses handed to by the Acolytes. It's just a, just a regular Monday for them. Just... Whoever wanted to fight, they got to fight. They, they kicked If you didn't want to fight, you got in a fight. Right. Uh, <laughs> the best part is they just take their beers and walk off after the end. Like, all right, later. Uh, oh, tell tell oh. the cops. Uh, see you later. Keep the, keep the change as they threw in like a penny or something to the... Or here's our tab. Uh, so that bar fight was fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I'm getting. We're it, getting to like my absolute favorite APA. And they did not look out of their element. I knew we might as well have just film with this shit, like for real, because this, this is what they do, man. Uh, Corey, didn't you say the two arm wrestling guys or <laughs> indies? Yeah, local indie guys. Yeah, okay. no, no one special. It just it. it, it what, when he said your darky boyfriend, like boy, darky friend, I'm like, did he just say that on TV? He didn't just say that. Tell, Tell me. me. He didn't just say that. And he did. Tuta. Tuta. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a fun fun segment in yep. a way. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? Let's go to our main event for Monday Night Raw, guys. It's the New Age Outlaws versus the Rock and Cold Connection, as it's Stone Cold. Cold Stone. Cold Stone. Uh, Rock goes for the people's elbow, but Billy pulls Roadhog from out of the ring. Austin runs and double clotheslines the outlaws. Billy tries to toss Austin onto the top of the guardrail, but Austin blocks it. Austin and Rock are working together here. Roadhog does his uh, juke and jive dance on Austin, but Austin punches Roadhog instead. <laughs> uh, Gunn then finally tosses Austin onto the guardrail. Triple H runs down, but tri- Austin grabs him... Uh, Grabs him from entering the ring, but leaves the title belt in the ring. Austin, Triple H fight on the rap, ramp. Rock and uh, hits the rock bottom on Billy Gunn. However, X-Pac runs out of nowhere and hits a spinning heel kick on the rock. And Billy covers for the one, two, three. Uh, Outlaws and X-Pac are attacking Rock and Austin with Triple H as... You see Rodog start handing out D-Generation X jerseys. DX music hits. They pose uh, Lawler and JR. It's DX. It's DX. It's DX. And we ran out of time. So we end Raw with DX reuniting. Thoughts of the match and the ending. The match was all that okay. That's fine. Uh, That's about how I'd put it. I did not know they reformed. I did not know this Didn't? was a thing. I did not. I did not know this. Yeah. I was also, but knowing that, I was just kind of like, eh. no. That's exactly how I Triple felt. H is so far above yeah. this. Like, he this doesn't is, need this. This is a regression. Now, I'm not naive or dumb. This is clearly, you know, a short-term project for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just like, he's, he's so far past this now. What, what, are, what are we doing with this? They needed a fresh coat of paint for X Pac and the Outlaws. For sure. Is what it was. And now with China, not with Triple H, it was like, well, I guess now we can tell the story of DX where and spoiler, but it's it's definitely a Triple H led group and they are there to protect him. Yeah. That is that is this round of DX. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is the horseman. Yep. This is this is Triple H getting to do his horseman bid the first time. So that makes uh, the Outlaws, the Tully and Arn. How do you feel about yeah. that? Uh, 
feel bad for Tolly and Arn. Uh, <laughs> X-Pac. I love X-Pac. He's no Barry Windham, at least in his prime. Yeah, there's that. Um, isn't he Arn? Is it, is it X-Pac be the enforcer of DX? Yeah. It's so China JJ? Yeah. I felt the same way this time as I felt back then. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I I am a big DX mark. Mm-hmm. And when they reun when this happened, I went, why? Exactly. Like, I'm like, like, you just went we just went three months of the outlaws feuding or X Fox and Road Dog feuding with Billy Gunn in China for the rights of DX with Triple H going, Yeah, go get the, go get us our money. And now it's we're back together because hey, that past three months never happened. You know what I, I would have loved? Is to not have Triple H in this, but uh, have Stevie Richards cosplay Triple H and try and get the band back together. To me, that would be great. The reason I don't like it this time is to me, it to me it just points out that the other three failed without DX. Triple H was a success. You can't. Yeah. I mean, he's a champ. He's in the yeah. main events. But the other three, and not so much X Pac. The thing with Kane really worked. It he worked. was monster over all year. They didn't go with it for whatever reason. But the Outlaws, they failed. And failed. They hard. failed individually. Yes. When they were a team, they were still fine. Yeah. When they broke them up like the outsiders that nobody wanted or asked for, it backfired immensely. But here's the deal, and I agree with you. But what's weird is that it backfired. But then when they put them back together after the first couple of weeks, it, was it like, wasn't great. It was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Because unfortunately, in that whole time, they signed a fuck ton of great tag teams. So we're left and, with like you know. Plus, and I can get. Now I was going to say something about the beginning segment. Yeah. It pissed me off so much back then. Because as soon as that um, segment was done, I was like, oh, DX is getting back to that. It's fair. It's clear as plain to me. And I was right. And I, and I remember watching this episode the whole time. I'm like, so I wonder how this is going to happen. And then during the main event, they all, when X-Pac showed up, I was like, I was right. It killed it. Like, that's the first time I could think of where the diff got too cute yeah. with their segments. With Triple H and them being a little too, they tried to hide it well, but the whole shut up. It was like, no, I yeah. see through it. And I, I, did, I, I turned to my buddy. And I was like, they're putting DX back together tonight. And he was like, why? Yeah, was like, there it is. And then at the end, we were both like, oh, yeah, you're right. So it ruined it for me. Completely yeah. ruined the whole show for me. It, like, like, I, uh, like, I don't. I won't hate it, right? But uh, I'm very much like that's not needed for sure. Not for Triple H. This feels like a a step back for him for sure. Well, here's the thing: they desperately needed um, heels. That's top fair. level heels. That's fair. After Triple H, what do you got? I mean, you had Jared. He booked. Uh, Boss Man is getting there, but it's a mid card feud, so it doesn't matter. Austin and Rock are faces. Foley's a face. Foley's a face. I mean, Jericho's, gone. Jericho's doing, Jericho's doing mid-card stuff. So You're you, not wrong. You they need a needed, group. They needed heels. At least for, you know, faces to run through to get yeah. to Triple H. So, yeah. I mean, it was, the, it, was, it was the option that made the most sense. It may not have been the most creative or the most satisfactory, but it made it's, the most sense. It is yet another example of them not building stars. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I will say this about... Uh, what you said earlier about the outlaws together. The outlaws looked like Luger when they got back together. 
It just it didn't fit anymore. Yeah, it, it was like mm, doesn't fit. Is that how you said it last week? Like this was a year ago. They were the hottest thing in the world. It feels like fifteen years ago. Yeah. It feels yeah. like such a different time. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying, they feel like, they, like to me the outlaws are Luger because they got back together and then it's just like you're missing something. Like, there's the, there's no <coughs> spark. Nineteen ninety eight was still the Attitude Era, but this feels <coughs> like. Attitude Era 2.0 we're in now. This right. is an entirely different kind yeah, of Attitude and, and, Era. and people have changed enough. Triple yeah. H isn't like Triple H in 98. No. Rock isn't as... I mean, there's been there's been character progression in The Rock. Rock Maybe actually not might as, be the one who hasn't progressed the most. Yeah. He's kind of been I'd say there. he's a little behind, but I mean, yeah. Foley's progressed from crazy madman to just lo- lovable loser who doesn't want to bump. I mean, everybody has progressed, except for... <laughs> the Outlaws and The, the Rock. The Outlaws and The Rock. <laughs> Austin? And... Austin's different. Austin's different. Yeah. He's he's getting more he's more John Wayne yeah. hero instead of anti hero. Yep. Um so even he's changed. And you've just got and look look how much fucking taker changed before he left. So I mean, but but the outlaws are still just we kick that shiznit doggy style, suck it, blah blah blah. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Dude. Yep. Like the outlaws are becoming the, the your two uncles that keep showing up to the party and like what are you doing? Oh, they're McConaughey and Dazed and Confused. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. They stay old and girls keep staying the same age. Yeah, it... You know? I love that movie. When, when <laughs> like I said, when I said, when DX Reformer went, huh. Okay. I thought you'd be, I, especially you, I thought you'd be like, yeah! The crowd no. popped, but it, I, not crazy. It was, a, it was a pop like, oh, we didn't see that coming, but it wasn't like a, yeah, we've been waiting for it. I, I went more, I when I saw it happen, I like I said, I went, why? Like, what? why? Like, as you, and I agree with you both that this is a step back for Triple H right now because of the fact that, sure, the, it blows my mind how they, how the WWE likes to switch everything up and you see how Triple H is your champion and he's a heel, but he is a complete, you know, he's a backstory to your rock in Austin. Mm-hmm. Even mankind at points. But he's your champ, so let's. What are we gonna do? Ah, we're gonna put DX back together because hey, we can, and it'll give Austin and Rock and Mankind and Test and whoever people to run through before they get to Triple H. No, um, it's easy storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the most creative, but so guys, most of the better show Monday Night Raw by a lot. This is Raw. He's so raw. More on that later. Nitro. You're I'll really go raw. Okay, I was considering it. You debated it. No, I'm debating it. Okay. I'm not hating WWE as much as you guys. I think it's fresh. I'm not hating it. I just think it's bonkers right now. It's fresh and different. And after what we went through from July through October, I'm enjoying the it, difference. For me, it for me, like I said, it's just that bonkers period of it's when I'm watching the back-to-back shows and it's freaking six, five hours of the same stuff, but different people. So I digress. Let's I, go to the ratings. I, the only reason I debated is because, like I told you, the opening segment of Raw killed the entire show for me back then, just as now. So I was like, man. So I didn't really get to enjoy Raw because I was like, I already know what the whole thing is geared towards. Blah blah blah, but it was it was fine. It was it was a good show. It was better than Nitro. Yeah, but I don't know if I enjoyed it more than Nitro. Okay, let's go to the ratings, shall we? 
So uh, last week, WCW got 3.3 and WWF got 5.4. This week, with it being Russo's day one-ish, 3.5 went up 0.2. WWF, though, did go up 0.2 itself to a 5.6. Okay. So let's move on and let's go to the award show. Let's start off with best match. Hmm. And the main event from Raw. The tag match. I'm going Triple H and Mankind. I'll go Triple H Mankind as well. Worst match. <sighs> Jesus. Um, uh, the Outsiders versus the Strippers. Uh, let's see. Um, DDP and David Flair. Hmm... Let me look through. The only reason I didn't go with that one is because it wasn't technically a match in the belt never ring. That's the only reason I didn't go with it. It never mm. happened, technically, but you, you're not uh, wrong. You uh, stickler for <laughs> rules and all that. Learn from the database. That's right. Uh, Kurt Henning and Lash LaRue. There's that. That was not good either. Who is your MVP? The Acolytes. <laughs> that was the best segment on either show. Corey? Hmm. Although I thought somebody else. No, I can't think of when we were talking about it. What about you, Joe? <laughs> um, My MVP. You know what? I mean, I mean uh, hop on the booble train here and go with Acolytes because I thought it was great for that bar fight. Pretty hard to pick one. I'm, I'm going to go WCW. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Sting. Ooh. I really liked his, he was not taking any shit from JJ. He didn't take any shit from Nobs. He he looked strong coming out of Havoc, which I liked. I almost went Outsiders because I did enjoy all their shit, but good thing. I enjoyed the Outsiders, like what we said off air. <clears throat> what, nine segments they were part yeah, of? that's a lot. Of, you can tell who Russo really loves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's your motive? The Outsiders. I felt that was coming. Um, Porque Nine fucking segments is why Should they have turned them down? I'm confused of the thought yes. process Like <laughs> um, We said the same thing when it was It was either Austin or Rock or something a couple months ago where they It's were, too much It's too fucking much It is And it was the same joke over and over again And that's, they could have done it once And then think. Had, like, If they had done that twice And then had their match It would not have been the Outsiders But it was Fucking Like Going back to last week, it's kind of carried over from last week because they were in seven fucking segments last week doing the same shit all night long. It's that. I just, ugh. Let's see. Moadib. I'm going to go Outlaws. Yeah. I'm just done with them. They don't, they don't uh, interest me or entertain me at all at this point. Face or heel. I'm yeah. just, I'm done with them. I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm not saying they don't have a place. They obviously can still do the job. It's just for some reason that's the one act that I'm just like, eh, I'm done with you. It's fair. I can see that. Um, my Moa Dib. Let me go here for a second. Do, 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 do. 
Um, God, he was so ridiculous with that. Uh, mine, I can't think right now on who is my mo. Skull it with a ponytail. Jesus. My mo did was Buff Bagwell. Oh, fuck him. (laughs) You're never wrong, sir. So fuck that guy. All right. Hey, Corey. Yeah. WTF. Uh, I am somewhat surprised that, at least in the first few weeks, I'm not preferring WCW to WF, but I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I don't have fond memories of this time. Mm-hmm. It, it was nothing I've gone back and really rewatched, as it were. <laughs> um, but I haven't hated Nitro as much as you guys. Um, and I think I'm, and I'm just I'm a little tired of the stuff happening on Raw. However, I will say in the last couple of weeks, the are there are people debuting and people repositioning that go a long way in changing that thought process for me. Um, I guess we just have to wait until all those people people are in place. Yep, and then it becomes to me a drastically different and refreshed company. So my WTF is I'm actually enjoying this train wreck for a couple of weeks. I can't say that'll last, but <laughs> I am as well. I'm not. I'm, I'm just not saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying I'm watching six hours of a show. Now, however, Thunder and Saturday Night, on the other hand, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, for that. can't Jesus wait, Christ, Mr. Booble, Joven. Yeah, it fascinates me. I thought you were going to say, Joven, you ignorant slut. Joven, you ignorant slut. It fascinates me how so different Corey and I are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I told Joe this last night. This was the worst episode of wrestling I've ever seen in my life, and I'm talking about Nitro. Yeah. This could not have been a worse show for me to watch. I, uh, I thought I would like it more than I do. Uh, I am waiting... Very much the way the old host was waiting for Thunder to be batshit and bad. Yeah. And it was just good. This is the opposite of that. I'm waiting for the batshit crazy, what the fuck, Oklahoma shit. And instead, I just get bad, bad, bad television. With very uninspired matches. I was looking through while you were doing your match thing. My highest rated match on Nitro was one and a half stars. There was nothing higher than that. Yeah, I, I, so I'm just like, why the fuck am I watching this? This is terrible. A lot of people thought the same way. So uh, it is fascinating that we are pretty much opposites on everything we just talked about. Um, yeah. So no. like you, I am curious if it flips for us. We're like, uh, when the, I mean, the absolute off the rail shit happens where I'm like, there, that's the nitro that I want. Uh Although I think I will be with you when the Raw thing happens, though. So I'll still be on that train where yeah. it's just such an incredible show. Because right now, I am bored to tears in WF. It doesn't excite me it, to put on Raw or SmackDown. I'm exactly that way with WCW. Yeah. I sit there and fall it's, asleep. I'm like, oh my god, can this I, shit fucking end already? I fell asleep during No Mercy so many times that... I fell asleep during the Benoit... Uh, oh, fuck you, wrestling. Like Benoit like match. I fell asleep. It's terrible. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, no, it's... And with the exception of Triple H, I'm so sick and tired of everything main event in WWF that I want to throw up. <laughs> just watching it. It's like, yay, it's Rock and Austin and Foley again. Fuck so, yeah, so great. So for me, uh, and I think Joe probably has something similar to this, Rock isn't aging... He's not aging 
poorly, but he's not aging as well as I would hope he would. I am not as into The Rock as I thought I would be, like, nostalgia-wise. I saw a lot of stuff, I'm like, oh my god. But, um, I mean, every week I am reminded of why the fuck I wasn't watching WCW back then. I was just like, nah, fuck all that. Yeah, um, I agree. The, watching The Rock, it hasn't aged well. It, I mean, it's no Val Venus. It's not I mean, it's no Val Venus. It's no Godfather. It's no Mark Henry yeah. fucking his sister. It's no Midian wanting to fuck farm animals. Like, I am not defending what a lot of they're doing. Do not misunderstand me. But. That was like a murderer's row right there. Right? Yeah. I feel like, like I said about, on the pay-per-view war stories, the high points of No Mercy were hi- or yeah, were higher than Halloween Havoc, and the low points weren't even remotely approaching the low points of Halloween Havoc. Yeah. So I think consistently they're a better show. Uh, my WTF is how it's like, a, and this is a cop out WTF. Jesus, my mind, the mindset that I'm watching this go around, and just having more fun with some of the storylines. Big Show and. Uh, boss man, boss man is a saving grace. God damn it. Uh, the Dude. thing, the thing is, I only remember one thing, and it's the card moment. <laughs> that's it, and that's later on, and what happens, right? Yeah, and you know Jeff Jarrett. You know if you don't, if you squat, I'm gonna kick your <laughs> ass. You know, just seeing all, seeing all the people that I despised in 1999, and I'm watching it now, going. This is entertaining, you know. Yep. Sure, it it it's like the point of like my, the two mindsets you have in current day wrestling in 2021. You want matches, you want storytelling, you want both. 1999, you're only given us stories. Oh, that's all everybody wanted. That's so what everybody wanted. I was like that. And I wanted good matches on pay per view. I didn't give a fuck about weekly matches. That was irrelevant. I didn't care. It's not why I watched. I would rather have um, one good match on TV and then the rest of the show be, uh, to be honest with you, squashes. And then promos. Like early 90s television. That's Personally, that's what I would prefer now. Even like, Mm -hmm. Give me something in the main event that's worth my time, but the rest of it needs to be storyline development, promos, and like quick squashes to get you guys over. Also two two hours. Like another another (laughs) thing for me is like this. Outsiders versus porn stars. Jesus Christ. What is the point of this match from the get-go? However, the Hall and Nash were entertaining as hell in this match. But the match itself, no purpose. And it does nothing to help them build them as stars. I don't... As you said earlier, puppies. They're just going up against WWE with hoes. I don't know what Vince Russo is trying to do with the Outsiders. I don't know if he's trying to have them have that rebel like anything can happen when they first got there. Right. Only this time, since they've already dominated the place, it's not fear, but rather just, they're just... Anarchy? Anarchy, yeah. Like anarchic, anarchic. I don't know. He's doing something, but I don't quite know what it is yet. He probably Also, but guys, we're forgetting one thing. Uh, Ric Flair got buried in the desert for the second time in one year. You know, we lambasted Hogan all pay-per-view yep. war story for creative doesn't work for me, brother. But Flair, 
you know, you can throw that around every once in a while, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah you can do that, you know. Um, so, yeah, again, desert. So, I know uh, old Belay has gone until February. How long has Slayer gone? Until February. Jesus. Yeah, until things hit the... Until sold, until sold out until week hits. sold out week. And they're like, holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I don't think Joe has any idea about that week. I have no idea. I, dude, I, I, for the first time ever, I will have copious notes as the database. You'll bring the book? I'm bringing the book. Oh, that, shit. That week is maybe the most ridiculous week in the history of pro wrestling. I'm so is excited. This, okay, question. I think Shivani did this podcast a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. They talked about this week, or maybe Bischoff. So One here, of them did it. Here, here's the thing with those shows. I don't look forward. If if it, I don't look forward. If he's doing a 1999 show that we haven't done, I a watch along. I don't watch. I don't listen to it because I'm not going to be spoiled. And I've been doing that since day one. I've not gone. Past. <laughs> I just happen to know about it already. I I've, I've I so <laughs> I'm my, surprised you don't know about it before, before we started this. I mean, it's like it's legendary. I don't know. So is it on television or is it off air? Yeah, most of it's off, but some's on. Okay. You know what's it, funny? I thought about something just now that we didn't talk about last week. What? Uh, that the WWF went public. Oh, yeah. We never we even did. brought it up. Well, they barely brought it up. Um, that's a publicly traded company now, which is why uh, I believe you can actually go back to your what the fuck from last week. Uh, old Jeffy Jarrett got $200,000 in stock. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Again. After he didn't work for the company. Smartest man in the building. That dude, man. That dude is the best. But so when sold out? January. January. Holy fuck! Where's the entire fuck? month of January is nuts, really. But that entire that we just week, talked about Tokyo Dome. Yeah, apparently, right? and Brady yeah. Savage. So like, I listen to a different podcast called Between the Sheets, yeah. mm-hmm. where they take all the dirt sheets from a particular week, and they'll talk to you about everything, every company, Japan, Mexico, United States. It's a long podcast. Goes about five hours sometimes. Ooh, I love long podcasts. But with that week, it was so insane that for the first time ever, they had a two-parter, and one four-and-a-half-hour podcast was just the WCW section for that week. Dude, it is... (laughs) I cannot tell you. This might be a four-hour podcast when we do it. We actually might need to do WCW separately. (laughs) It might be for a week. Well, I, mean, I guess it's it's kind of a pay per view, so I mean we can kind of hit everything at the. I, anyways, it's, it's gonna be fucking insane. I can't wait for that. Oh my god, I cannot wait for that. Well, <laughs> we're, we're like three months away, so. What a three months! I'm, I'm no joke, no joke. I think I'm gonna start my notes now. It's you might have time long. to finish. It's gonna be that long. You might. Like, have I want to make sure I hit everything. Jesus Christ! Like, I can't wait. Not, not that week, I'm not saying for sure, but that week we can may we, have to can do, we get a PowerPoint going. <laughs> we may have to do sold out on Sunday by itself. Yeah, and then the paper, Monday night stuff on Monday. That might Tuesday. be a three yeah. hour podcast. It's about going sold to out. be long. Wow, you if, better like if we don't talk about any of the stuff on I the shows did, leading so, up to it. So let me ask you this: nuts, sold yeah. out. Do I have to watch it twice to, to kind of like? No, no, it's no. all it's all behind the scenes stuff. It's all behind oh, the scenes. Fuck sake. It's all behind. It's all behind the scenes. Like you effects on camera, basically. I'm going to give you a, a short uh, synopsis of what you're going to do. 
You're going to welcome us. You're going to introduce us. Then you're going to ask me how we got there, and then you're not going to talk for no, two we're hours. We're going to go watch uh, the Snyder Cut, uh, and then <laughs> Corey will just about be, be, be done with Wednesday. Okay, so in three months, get ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, actually, you know what? This is a good. Uh, you remember the build-up, Joe, to the Iron Man match? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be Corey's moment Jesus. on this podcast. I'm dedicating this to Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna, well, guys, I'm gonna only toast sold you that out. One. We have Survivor Series. We have Mayhem coming up. That we're week gonna, is Mayhem, sir. And it's it's a survival. There's a there's a soul survivor. That yeah, month. It God was a Survivor it. Series that week. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, so that's something to look forward to. Armageddon. Yep. yep. Whatever you want. There's a Royal there, Rumble. There in that was bitch. a Rumble. In the, like, <laughs> Cannot wait. So this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories. You can listen to all of our podcasts at nosoentertainment.com. That's the Monday night, the pay-per-view, the midweek, which we're going to be talking about later on this week of a Thunder and a SmackDown. Just watch those at some point. You might want to. Have you watched neither? No. I, I'm just giving my personal opinion. They're equally as bad. Awesome. Maybe in different ways, Looking but equally to as bad to me. <laughs> that is where you can listen to at nosoentertainment.com and... Like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts.